and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Fireball Free For All. Yay! Uh. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. Mm. Mm. Run away. And welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free For All, the weekly Beatles and related all, all talk. talk. No singing. Radio show on the internet, and uh, God help you. Right, and uh, we are a cast of three old fans and historians, as they call us sometimes when we're not looking. Uh, you should hear what they call. And we we are talking about the Beatles and related, basically. And this and people week, related to the Beatles. And people related to the Beatles. This week, actually, we're um, doing another one of our sort of analysis and review shows, but it's on an interesting album, an interesting part of the Beatles catalog. This album was released just before there was the, you know, sort of non-official official release by Paul that the Beatles had called it quits. Um, this was still on the heels of Abbey Road, and we were awaiting the Let It Be, quote, soundtrack. That was like May, um, wasn't it? Yeah. Of yeah. 70, this is February. February. So February 1970, this quirky little thing comes out called alternately... Hey Jude slash The Beatles Again, <laughs> which again, actually should have been called the, Again with the Beatles. Not, a, not the Beatles, the White Album again. <laughs> right, right. The Be- I, didn't, I never understood how they came up with The Beatles Again. Well, I it's sort of like hey, it's The Beatles Again. Like it's, you know, well, I here they, they are. They put it's in front of it. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, also, don't forget. I still like we'll it's just into... it's the, the Beatles Again. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but we'll... Talk about some of the songs on it, and that's where you get the again. Yes, of course it is. It's it's the equivalent. It's sort of a later, a latter day concept of yesterday and today, but they'd already used that. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. You no, know. well, you're right. And actually, yesterday, dot dot dot, and today. Right. So. Right. So, Hey Jude was was a compilation that really I don't think was necessarily born of necessity, other no. than the fact that uh, Alan Klein had just negotiated a uh, better deal for the group for royalties. How how much of a bitch is that? Oh yeah, and, and you, you negotiated a deal, and Paul comes out two months later and says, "We're done." Yeah, right. Oh, right. Sucks oh. to be you. <laughs> now I'm going to capitalize on it. No pun. No intended. pun intended. Right. So, um, basically, Klein um, wanted to kind of, you know, bulk up the deal. I mean, now that you've got a deal to put out more Beatle albums and get more let's coin per unit, let's put out product. And a right. way to do that is make another compilation. Really. That's really all this is. You know, right? Yeah, especially if you could do something a little bit clever, which this was interesting in a way. And he asked Alan Steckler, who at that point was working for Apco slash Apple, because yeah. he had raped and pillaged the Apple staff yeah. and threw everybody out that the Beatles you know, were really tight with. Ron um, what Steckler did was um, essentially he picked songs that had not been on a Capitol album. You know, mostly because, as we know, we hear we've always heard of the reputation of the Beatles not wanting to necessarily include singles mm. on the album. So there were tracks that were still non-LP. It's mm. interesting because, as we'll get to, it's kind of confusing. It's more confusing what was left off than what was put on. Yeah, and it also it's it's interesting because this came out in February of of seventy, so it sort of gives the the continuing thing that the Beatles haven't broken up and, you know, anything we've heard is, look, they just put out a new record. Right. And and I think that, you know, partly because of the cover, it's all taken this same month 
as the Abbey Road pictures. As a matter of fact, the cover is from the last photo session they did at John's house yes. on August 22nd. Yeah. But if you think about it, John had just shaved his head, basically, cut right. all his hair off. So things were changing. And, and, and there were well, all kinds of anomalies with this record. Yeah. I mean, first of all, if you wanted to do the right thing rather than be deceptive, start from the top. It was originally supposed to be called The Beatles Again. It was such a bizarre rush job that they actually ended up accidentally reversing the intended front and back covers. Well, that's claimed. That's claimed, right? So that's weird enough, first of all. Right. Second of all, it's called you know The Beatles Again up to the point where they'd actually pressed the labels as The Beatles Again. Right, right. And some of the spines. Some of the spines, yes, yeah, said the said Beatles, the Beatles again. again. Those are the first pressing. And then at the last minute, they decide a change-up, and they're going to call the album Hey Jude to name it after the current single. So now you've got the album well, named... Well, not current well, single. the current, the most successful single they'd had. Yes. Right. And, you know. So now you've got an album called Hey Jude. You've got them with this, the way they're looking. So you probably have people going, oh, crap, was this a Beatle album I missed? You know, in between... Yes. Uh, what? Well, you because know, you got... If you, within a span of a week... Literally, at the end of the first pressing run, you had the Beatles again, and then they just stuck the Hey Jude sticker on it, which is rare. So you had the same album with two different titles. Right. And what confusion. Well, and it's not just that, but it's the idea that had this album been called the Beatles again and you'd gotten a photo collage on the cover, something similar to the Beatles' second album, six or seven right. photos from all the eras, then at least you would have had a visual representation of what's really on the record. Uh, I think what they, uh, to be fair, and I don't like to be fair to Alan Klein, but to be fair. But Alan Steckler's a nice guy. Yes, but, <laughs> okay. But to be fair. He's a Steckler for, uh, Oh, shut up. <laughs> anyway. Name Alan. The two Alans. But they didn't want people to think this was a compilation album per se because they put that cover picture from 69. Right. They could have done what you said, but then people would have automatically went, I don't need that because I probably have everything on it right. and you're not going to sell. But this is a new picture to people. Meaning yeah, but you could they don't, e they've never seen it. But and you could easily have printed on the cover why? But you wouldn't 10 wanna. great Beatle tracks never who, that have never appeared uh, on albums but before. That, that wasn't really what was... The standard practice. Normally, it was featuring I, I the think, hits. I think it was more blah, like blah, blah, blah. trying to show a more a current that this was more of a current thing. It wasn't right. like even uh, though it the, had the, the early Beatles or a collection of Beatles oldies but goldies. Right. Where on the back cover they have the, the current picture from '66, and on the front was just a drawing. I think they were just trying to show this. You know, think about it. Hey Jude had been out for less than two years. Right. And it was on the charts for 19 weeks. So it goes into the fall of 1968. It's only a year. Fall of 69. Fall, no, fall of 68. came out in uh, August of 68. So it went into the fall of 68. Well, 19 weeks. Well, I guess it's true. Oh, I mean, okay. really, well, yeah. really, you only – you go back in the deep past – to 1964 Just for two songs. Right. You go to 66 for two songs. Right. Unusual choices. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, we'll go over those in, in a little bit. But I, I do think that he didn't want people to get the idea that this was a, a money grab. And it's Which, a weird thing, too, though, because now here he's just negotiated for more money from the label. And I have no idea how or why this decision was made, but... At the very last minute, they also did a catalog price reduction. They dropped it from a 698 list 
down to a 598 list. Right. When they used to have catalog list prices. Like when that. they had list and then prices. had so a different prefix that went from like SO to SX S- or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SW. Well, I think they SW, did that because right. technically, I mean, Old Brown Shoe was pretty new. Don't Let Me Down was pretty new. Yeah. When you talk about the track shit. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that some there of those tracks that was very recent, new. but I, I just think that the pictures, for instance, the back cover of them again from that session. Right. Which I think is a great shot. I love both sides of the both cover. Both pictures are great. And you are right. I, you know, it is true. They're talking about the fact that, that uh, of some of the prototypes, only the first one was really the one that showed the photos were reversed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But that was just uh, someone had claimed that. But the thing is, with that back picture, I remember vividly getting a poster there's a huge poster of that i think i still have it somewhere of that back picture which was from 1969 so you know either they were trying to capitalize on what was the beatles at that time i don't think they wanted people to think that it was a money grab even though after you picked it up and you saw the songs on it you were like "Mm?" now to be fair i was seven when this album was very heavily promoted in the newspapers it was promoted as if it was a new Beatle album. It, it definitely did not, was. And it it was, did it, not say, and it was, and it and was, it was huge for the newly established record clubs. I oh yeah, Capital Record Club now being huge in the U.S. This but was I major but this album was released in more than just the U.S. But yeah, but I'm saying, but I never ever ever thought that this was oldie stuff. When this came out, I remember. My dad had the newspaper open one day and then the new Beatle album, and it was the Beatles again. I never, ever thought of this as Hey Jude. Never. This has never been my Hey Jude album. It's always been the Beatles again because I remember from when it was first publicized. Right. And the pictures used to say the Beatles again, and it was you know one of those typical ads where it had the big current album and then all the little albums under it. Right, right. Uh, now at EJ Corvettes or Times Square Store or whatever it was here in, the, you know, in New York for me, it was TSS, Times Square Store. And I remember we were eating dinner and we made my father, God bless him, we made my father get up from the dinner table and go back to TSS to get this album because it was in the newspaper. What a good the father. Oh, he, he was great in terms of the Beatles. And I mean, he was great in terms of everything else. But for a Beatle fan, he, he literally, my mo- you know, my mother said, go get it. <laughs> and he went, okay. <laughs> and, I came, and he came home from dinner with the new Beatle album. And it, but it was never, ever Hey Jude to me. It was always the Beatles again. That's no, I've got, to, I've got to ask you, though, as a, an early fan, were you disappointed? Because you knew most of the songs already. It wasn't a new album. You put Here, it on, you heard Can't Buy Me Love. You knew that one. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, I think we've spoke about this in the past. When I saw what was on the back and then I put it on, I was seven. I'm not thinking that. I thought, especially since the pictures were of the new Beatles, meaning the older Beatles, mm. the current Beatles, I thought they went back in the studio and re-recorded the songs, and they did them exactly the same. Right. I mean, but I'm sorry, I was right. seven, right. so it, it I, really didn't. Or actually, I was eight my, uh, at the time. My memory when this came out wasn't when it first came out in '70. I remember it like a few years later when I was at my cousin's house, and I just remember seeing the record. Now they had this record. If you think about it, this record becomes, uh, except for the cover, not necessary once if you buy the Red and the Blue album. Because everything is on those two records. That's right. But as a one, but that's three years later. Right. right. But as something that comes out as a standalone record, I think it's a nice selection of stuff that hadn't been put on records. Well, they were on forty fives, but they hadn't been released on an LP. Can't buy me love was on U- UA. Right. But none of these had been put on 
an LP. So I think that was very important, especially to Americans, because it was aimed at the American market. The British never released this. Right. And right. We, we no, but it was released to different uh, parts of the world. Yes. Definitely different parts yeah. of the world, right. yeah. But I think Americans like you know, when you collect the 45s onto one record, even sure. if it's sure. you know, a little bit old or on some of these well, tracks, which would be much older. We've also got to take into consideration the idea that with the turn of the decade, you really had completely gotten rid of the mono right, right. scenario. I mean, with you know, by late nineteen sixty eight, mono was essentially out of the picture. Right. Uh, no one was, you know, in America, and it, Britain was about to drop. Well, it about too. to drop it totally. So, one of the things about this compilation is that you end up getting Lady Madonna, Rain, Revolution, and Hey Jude in stereo right. for the first time. So, in a way, and again, Mitch, you're right, I hate giving any props to Alan Klein. You did have him essentially catering in a way, you know, to the new stereo market. Right. It was a clever idea on his part. It, you know, if you're going to do a cash cow record, mm. uh, at the very least, do something that has some kind of an audiophile angle to it. So right. you are giving people new stereo mixes that they really didn't have before. And also, I think part of it, too, think about what were people waiting for to come out that had been announced the previous year that still hadn't come out. Let it be. We'll get back. Right. So this is sort of a, a filler for that, too, a for the record count. stores. So they can say, well, here's your new Beatles record for right now. Right. And right. But I think the stereo thing is very important, too, because stereo was starting to be the standalone only. And, you know, and stereo is always better. So, you know, think about the, these were first releases... And stereo for many of these songs because they weren't released in Great Britain. But you want to get something really strange, you move over to... Um, we commonly think of the album as being an American release because it wasn't released in the UK. It's not right. part of the UK catalog. Well, it catalog. was in 1979. In, in 79, exactly. I was going to say not till much later. When by then it was completely superfluous, so God only knows why, but... I guess to be um, w- current with the everybody yeah. or the same as everybody yeah. else. But where it was going was that there were... South American versions of it. And interestingly enough, the Brazilian edition of the album is actually, uh, it came out in stereo and mono in Brazil and Argentina. And strangely enough, the Brazilian version, the the mono is actually the single mixes. Oh, really? So they actually took all of the true monos. In uh, Argentina, it's a collapse. It's a folded down stereo. Argentina? Argentina. So very bizarre that you actually got you know, both stereo and mono. On the cassette and the reel-to-reel, they flipped the two sides. Yes. Uh, mostly because side two is substantially longer than side one. And on the cassettes, traditionally, if they could avoid it, they hated l- really lengthy gaps at the end of the first right, side. Right. Because traditionally, you play the cassette and then when you flip it, otherwise you've got this long gap at the end. So side two and side one are reversed on the cassette in the A track. And in Spain, one of the songs was actually left off. We won't yeah. say. Oh, that's right. We'll tell after. Yeah. Wow. Which is kind of rare. Christ, I can't believe they did that. Anyway. <laughs> um. And now that'll be left off this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, again, it's, it's an interesting, strange little release. Um, it's fun. You know what would be really fun on this one as a collector? Because there are so many different versions, even in the U.S., go collect the Beatles again, Beatles Hey Jude, different label and spines right. if you're a collector. I'm right. not saying you have to have all these. Right. 
and then go collect all of the different countries to get the different mixes and, and well, you different pr- – yeah. Yeah. Whatever, so well, you get a fold. You go out and grab a folded down Argentinian version and a true mono Brazilian version. Yeah, I mean, and and five thousand dollars later. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, fun as a collector. <coughs> there are there are people that do it. I mean, there there are people in the collecting Absolutely. world that need every, and that's fine. You know, and I actually, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, would have liked to have seen a single off of this album with a really cool picture sleeve. I will quickly say that this album holds. A lot of sentimental value for me. Definitely. For me too. Definitely. I think it's one it of the really best does. covers think, of any Beatle album. It's I, great. It's a great cover. But yeah. for me, I remember you know um, sitting, you know, hanging out with with the little girl next door, you know, oh, literally and figuratively. Girl? You know, she wasn't a little redhead okay. girl. But I remember, you know, this was like we were both Beatles fans, and this was the the record that you just put on, and this was the it represented all the eras. Interestingly. It doesn't touch the psychedelic era. It mm. it, 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 it dips could've. its toe in with rain. It could have. It definitely could have. Well, there was other Absolutely. songs that could have been there too. Right, but it, it's just a really it was a straightforward record. What I like about it, again, artistically, you're coming off of Abbey Road, and Abbey Road, they're walking away from you. In a way, yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. It's their last album, so to speak, although you don't know that. But they're walking away from you. Then you get this cover six months later. Yeah. Just about, about six yeah. months yeah. later. And now, as bored as they are looking here, they're still looking sort of at you. You know, yeah, and they're, still they're really not. But, no. but, yeah. but again, it's the mm. four Beatles together in 1969. So you have no yeah. clue there, and that in two months after this release, they're done. They're done. But you know Klein did, and it's one of the reasons why he's jumping on board. Absolutely. And, you know, I find it interesting, too, to talking about milking the situation and giving them as little as possible. Klein had no idea that he'd be pretty much out of the picture by 73 and that he wouldn't be Still in— three years later. Yeah, but he wouldn't be involved really in, in 62 to 66 and 67 no. 70. But you do see—you have to wonder what he was thinking because, you know, you come off of Abbey Road, which is a long record. You've come off of the White Album— which are two long discs, and you have tossed capital, guess what, a 32-minute long record. Yeah. Where side one comes in at, I don't know. 15 minutes. 15 minutes at the most? Yeah. 15 you know, minutes. Yeah. yeah. And the only reason side two comes in because they have one long Is song. because they have one long track. So we're going to go over uh, this compilation track by track after we take this break on Fab for Free For All. When we'll be back with... The Beatles. Again? Again. Again. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to let you know that besides Fab Four Free For All, each of the three of us are involved in our own individual projects. Mitch Axelrod's two books, Beatle Tunes, the only book about the cartoon Beatles show, and Little Billy and Baseball Bob can be found through all of your good booksellers online, including Amazon.com, or if you'd like autographed copies, Contact Mitch on Facebook. And my buddy Rob Leonard has a great Beatles show that he's been doing for 20 years called Beatles Songs, and it's on every Friday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can listen to it online. It's streaming at www.ncc.edu slash WHPC. And also look for it on TuneIn.com. 
And Tony Truguardo is the host of 4F, free format for free, on WCWP 88.1 on Long Island. He's on every Monday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and also at www.wcwp.org. Also available on TuneIn.com. And we're back on Fab for Free For All, talking Again. about the Beatles. Again. Again? No, no, it's Hey Jude. Hey, Jude. Jude. It's the Beatles again. Um, and we're going to look at the uh, well, at the track list and well, talk about it. One more thing we were talking about. The, I wanted to finish something about the cover. If you notice the oh, cover, okay. the front cover, in the doorway, above the doorway, there's a second Beatle yeah. picture yeah. there, which I didn't pick up for yeah. a long time. Oh, I'm, it's a nice yeah. little touch. Isn't that cool? Whoever thought of that is like, let's put another Beatle picture on the front. And then there's a, um, I'm trying to remember what the similarity is, but... There's something having to do with Dylan's album, John Wesley Harding. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, in, the, in the trees or In something. the trees, yeah. There's a hidden photo. Yeah. It's uh, also they use the, the marble busts just like on Sgt. Pepper. Right, right. So John looks like a rabbi on the cover. Yeah, <laughs> that's why there's Hey Jude. Hey Jude. <laughs> well, so you knew. Well, let's, let's look at the track list uh, first. And as I was mentioning, they go back... To 1964 for the opening two. The album opens with Can't Buy Me Love and I Should Have Known Better. Now, the funny part of it is we we just think so little about the context of those two tracks. We think of them as being, you know, well, why? Like, who times. needs them? But at this point, they were really only available on the United Artists' Hard Day's Night soundtrack right. album. And, and, and 45s, too. And the 45s. But they were not present on a capital release at this point. Uh, wait a minute. Not a capital album release. Yeah. Because it was Can't Buy Me Love was a capital right. single. Right. That's, yeah. what, that's what Rob just right. said. Yeah, he said he, he just said that. He said I, I know, but... Uh, well, shut <laughs> up. But, but, uh, but it's interesting how they think, well, the United Artists, who would buy the United Artists version? Well... It must be on Capital. A lot of people did. Right. It sold like wildfire. Right. So it's kind of interesting the way that Capital thinks. Definitely. No, no. The way Alan Klein Klein thought. Yeah. Well, but Capital thought that too. No, but for for years it was always the album UA. I'm going to toss out a Beatle trivia question that I don't know the answer to. But I'm going to trust that one of you kids will. What? Um, Are these the only two songs from the film that are not on something new? Uh, well, a hard day's night is is not on something new. Um, I'll cry instead is, and I love her is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you gonna do the wow? You did the uh, modulation that was really so. Good. No, I, I can't. It is the only two. The only two. Yeah, it is the Might only be, two. Yeah. What's a hard day's what? What's a hard day's night from? That's on the UA album. What? Oh my goodness! No, you're right. A hard uh, day's I'm, I'm night. Totally right, a hard day's night is the other one, the title yeah. song. Yeah, that's right. That's wow. not was it, which was else. a capital single, also. Yeah, so that's a curious omission. Yeah. Although, then again, that would have thrown the context of the album off because you would have had an album title in the UK opening. Time out. Album. Yeah, yeah. That'd have been weird. There is no context. Of yeah, the you're album. right. There is no context. <laughs> this album. Ha- you're right. Thematically, this album has no. And they could have fit it. Yeah, on, you're right. On here, they could have easily. But there again, the- that's the idea. You know, that Klein is sitting there thinking, "Ah, do it. I did it now. I'll do it again next year." What the hell? Next year it'll be the Beatles freaking again, yeah. again. Yeah, but here's the thing: the Beatles one more freaking time. They weren't gonna. It's pretty much chronological. This album. Yes. So yes, you can't put a Hard Day's Night as the opening 
because they already did that. The UA had it as an opener. Well, you wouldn't have needed if you were doing it chronologically. Can't buy me love would come first, wouldn't it? Yes, because it was a single. Yeah. Yes. The Can't single. buy me love was the single True. first. Okay, good so, point. Good point. Yeah. On top you. of your head, though. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. So uh, you open with 64. Then you jump to... Uh, now, you could have opened with 63. Well, but let's get to the okay, ones that could have been later. We'll do this later. We'll do it. You jump from 64 to 66. Now you get both sides of uh, the paperback writer single. You get the A and the B, the Paul and the John. Now let's look. You started with Paul and John. Paul's Can't Buy Me Love, John's I Should Have Known Better. You follow with Paul and John, John. paperback writer, Rain. You close with Paul Paul and John. John. So Klein, they were being like... I never thought of that. Yeah. So they were being like, A, very fair-handed, and B, kind of clever, laying it out that way for the general populace. Now, to be fair, Mm -hmm. you could have thrown in a George... In the middle of Paul and John at the end. Yeah, sure you could have. Could've, well, we'll go again. We'll go to what we. You okay, know, we we'll could've... go to what could have been on yeah, the album. But uh, paperback writer and rain uh, as the A and the B. Again, not both non-LP tracks. It's hard to believe you think about it. You know, yeah. it was never on an LP. Yeah. You think Especially because they know. I was just about to say that you took you it jumped Sorry. right from here. No, but that, that's exactly it. Thinking, the wow. context you're figuring is well, it had to be on yesterday and today, right? I still do that. Every once in a while, I'll be like, paperback writer, rain. It's on an album, but it's not a compilation. Oh, yeah, it's on yesterday and today. They're like, wait a minute. No, Day Tripper, we can yeah. work it out. But paperback writer, rain, no, didn't didn't make it. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's, it's... Well, you realize also that she loves you. It's not, you know what I mean? Uh, well, that's true. Now, paperback writer, rain, again, chronologically, you know, had it appeared on, on yesterday and today, it literally would have been like the current single. Right. right, almost. You know, so and it's because funny they ended that up the American market didn't put it on the, because we did. Right. It. We killed every album right. by putting them on, putting all the singles on. So, so instead of instead of them like pillaging from the future Revolver album, right? Ima- yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Actually, Capital is trying to do something exciting with Yesterday and Today and giving the U.S. audience three songs that the U.K. didn't have yet. They could have just as easily popped Paperback Writer and Rain on there. Yeah, and they didn't. Which is weird. Very weird. But now here it is, showing up later on uh, Hey Jude, the Beatles again. After that, you go to Lady Madonna and Revolution. Now it's a little bit thrown off. You're getting a a Pauly A-side, Lady Madonna, never on an album. You're getting a John B-side, Revolution. So you got the Paul John, Paul John, Paul John. Although it's weird because you get Revolution ending... Side one, but right. the others, the A side, starting side, starting two. side two. Well, you, it would have made no sense whatsoever to bury your lead. You weren't right. going to put Hey Jude. It wasn't no, going to no, be no. Camp. No, I but you know what I'm saying. But it, it couldn't have been Camp I'm Love Should No Better, Payback Rider, Rain, Hey Jude, Revolution. Right. Never would have. You had to make Hey Jude the side opener. Yeah. But here's that big butt. We'll get to this later. He had a big butt. He had a big butt. Side two. You said it. You start off with Hey Jude. A slightly shortened version, right, from no. the single? No, I think it was 7.06 or 7.11. It, it's about the same. About um, the same. The mix is slightly different. It is slightly different, yeah, but it's bit. the same. It's not an early fade. Oh, no, that's right. You didn't get the early fade till 67.70. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that was a little bit of fade. I'm though. very sorry. And then on Absolutely 20 Greatest right. Tits. 20 Greatest Tits, you got a five-minute five version. Yeah, yeah, version. Yeah, you got a total fade. Uh, so now, hey, Jude, now you get your really your first appearance. And it's interesting because... 
it's almost like it's been it's been divided. It's very funny. It's almost kind of like it's divided by time. Sort of. On this. Side two is, is like a time scenario. Paul gets seven minutes, okay? John gets six and a half minutes. Well, now what the hell do we do? All right, give George three minutes. You get Hey Jude, then you get Old Brown Shoe. Which has never been. Never been on an album. B-side, right? Of, you know. And, but you, you hadn't gotten the A-side yet. Nope. Yeah, if they're going to do what they're doing, they should have made the Ballad of John and Yoko first. and then. Right, right. But think about it. It's shoe. just Ballad of John and Yoko as a single came out when? Uh, middle of 69. Right. Yeah, and right. so it's real close to this. Yeah, Very close. Yeah, that was kind of the current single. I mean, really. Sort of, yeah. Hey Jude was over a year, you know, a year and a half old, say. Now you're you're really hitting them with essentially the current And quite single. honestly, I know we're not talking about these yet, but the song that could have been on, I'm sure Klein knew, was going to come out a few months later. Yeah, they they sort of knew when Get Back was coming. They just right. didn't know when yes. yet because yeah. part of it had to do with tying in with the movie. Right. So they didn't want to... Yeah, that's, shoot their load no, on this one because Jesus, you're going to no. kill what right, po- possibly yet. is the title yeah. of your right. So so you have you have old brown shoe, uh, George's shining moment, you know, on on the comp. And again, it's just like the old days. Give George a, a track. You don't have a Ringo vocal, probably because they really couldn't couldn't find think, one. No, but really think of one. What goes on was on an album, right? That's what I mean. What I mean, goes on was on album. There was nothing you know, that, right. There's there really wasn't nothing there. I'm no, saying. Nothing from so now you go to Don't Let Me Down, which was the, the flip of uh, Get Back, was a B side. Again. Which I think is weird that they put that the on. The B side, and where the hell's the A side? But look at what I was saying about that. He doesn't want to give too much. Okay, he's he's saving it for possibly another compilation but they later. Must know by at this point, because they're, they're sort of working on the album. At that time. They are, but where I'm going is like you got to. Don't let me down. It's not going to be on. Not going to be on the no, new but, one. So why not just put it on? Put there. it on here. Now you and maybe they that. thought right. Maybe they thought get back was going to be the same version. Who knows? But where I'm going to is you've got you've got seven minutes for Paulie, almost seven minutes for Johnny, three minutes for Georgie. You've broken everything up quite evenly here. You're not going to throw a monkey wrench in the works and throw Get Back in. Now it's just everything's askew. Yeah, but the funny thing is they, they don't throw Get Back in because they know it's going to be on the next album and it could be potentially called Get Back. Right. But you put in Don't Let Me Down. And Don't Let Me Down had to be only like two months prior or, or right. three months prior, the single. At the most. The B-side. And you're throwing it here. But, again, you're not throwing Get Back in there because you want to capitalize maybe it on had, that. Maybe it had definitely been decided that the song was going to be yeah, dropped. It's just very weird. But they knew Don't Let Me Down was going to be part of the album, of the movie. You know, but not part the of the album. Right. right. They must have known. Right. So it was only and, coming out three months later, the and, album. And right. then you get the current single, Ballad of John and Yoko, which, to your point, that's what they're talking about. In it, Spain. In Spain. Because of Christ. They removed it because of, of the, um, the reference I'm wondering to Christ in Spain, and, and someone will let us know, in Spain, did they add anything? Thing, or did they just leave that I think off? They just took the track off. Oh. But again, I think a wonderful album closer. And the album's gone. Yes. So it's a fun album it's, it's, closer. You know, this is a this is a fun album. I mean, I think yeah. the best way to look at this album, it's yeah. it wasn't trying to impress anyone in a sense with big songs. But the, well, not big songs. But Hey Jude's on here, and I think that I think that's what sold this album. Well, think about it. Oh, absolutely. It, yeah. But when you absolutely. when you when you got this album and you turned it over and you saw the track listing, it was okay because you knew you weren't going to get a loser album because you got 
Can't Buy Me Love, Paperback Writer, Lady Madonna, Revolution, all the songs that you wanted, I mean, not wanted, but you definitely knew. So I think, you know, it, it, it's a Beatle album. You don't know they're breaking up. So you think, okay, this is just like yeah. yesterday and today and all that. But, and, you, and you get some nice stuff, and it's all on one album now. We're not right. thinking about CDs. So now you get singles where if you didn't buy the single and you still knew the song, now you're, it's, on, it's all on an album. Yeah. So I, remember, right. I remember being thoroughly confused by this album because oh, yeah. I went backwards in my collecting because one of the first things you got the really Greek that version? I got. No, I got, <laughs> I got 62 to 66 and 67, 70. Oh, you know, when I, when I was eight. Right. And then I was, you know, I already had a few. I, you know, I had Pepper. I had Meet the Beatles. I had, like, a second album. I had a handful of the Beatle albums. Got 62 to 66. Got 67, 70. Got this later and went. Why? What the hell? Yeah, it became. Like, it became. Uh, superfluous. It yeah. Was, yeah. definitely did. Yeah. But it was just really funny because if you were a young collector and you're still walking into Record World or TSS or And you or saw the record all the time. And you saw this all the time. It was in the catalog with all the other people. They never cut it out. Nope. No, and it was never a cutout. It was never a cutout. No, and, I mean, and it was a yeah. Good album. And it was an attractive album when you saw it. Yeah, it really was. Oh, yeah, it was a good-looking record. Yeah, it was. But what a strange thought that you know you're still leaving this on the market when you've got the the two comps that that are massive sellers. You see, as a first gen, though, I got this at eight years old, which was great. I played the crap out of this album. I think I actually had three or four copies of it. Right. Because there was nothing bad on it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was the Beatles. You know, nothing bad on it at all. Right. So I got this in you know for the '73 comps. I bought that also because it was well, still the, the Beatles. Ca- but it also still had something to offer, and which we'll different. talk about. Yeah, I mean, you know. But I, I think also if they hadn't done the red and the blue, this would probably be thought of a little bit more by people. This is sort of a forgotten totally. capital album. Everyone yeah. remembers Yesterday and Today or especially the uh, American Rubber Soul. Well, of course. But this yeah. one is sort of lost you know in the shuffle a little bit. Most yeah. people. Well, because it wasn't of a time period. Right. Well, uh, that's most part of people too. Don't realize if you ask people what the album release chronologically were, they would say Abbey Road, Let It Be, The Beatles again. They would think it comes out after The Beatles yeah. are gone. Well, because that's the impression it gives, because it's yes. a compilation. But most yes. people don't realize it came out before Let It Be and right after Abbey Road. So, you know, it's not one of those throwaway albums. I mean, it is and it isn't, you know, depending on how you feel about it. But it is a genuine Beatles album right. in the catalog. It's right. not like right after when they, you know, like rock and roll music, which was really a compilation after they were done to cash in. Right. This was, right. there was a but rhyme it, and a reason. I know there was a rhyme and a reason. Right, for the rock cap, and roll music the, was thematic. Yeah. Right, right. But this one came out prior to them breaking up. And if people collect those albums from whenever in 62 to in America, 64, to 1970. Well, this has to be one of those oh, catalog albums. Oh, yes, it's it's a lost album, but it, it is a Beatle album. And, in if my you, eyes. and if you don't collect, let's say you don't get the Red and the Blue album, this is a very nice thing supplement. to add to your collection. It is a you nice know? supplement. Yeah. I just wish, and I know they're never going to do it because it doesn't matter. I wish it was on CD. You well, can make your own CD. We talked about that in our fantasy, you know. When we talked about the Capitol Yeah, the Capitol Volume, volume three. 3. I would mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. Even yeah, if it just came that. out for 32 minutes. I'm sorry. But I would, if it was a 9.99 release yeah, I, I and, and it came out in a digipack, because here you complete us in not only America, but a lot of countries. Sure, sure. You complete us. Go get it. 
You know what? I'd buy it. Because, right. you know what? because it would be a nice compilation to hey, have. Hey, why not make it on iTunes download only? Sorry. They will. You know what? Hmm. That, you know, as they much will. as we talked about Tomorrow Never Knows, this would be a th- something to add. That would be uh, Not as a download. Yes. As a them. download. To, download. to them, Maybe because sh- they all they have to do is they don't care if it's stereo mono. Right. They're not going to be true to the album. Right. They're just going to pull the tracks. Right. It doesn't matter to them. They'll pull whatever they feel is, you know. But to us... To hold a physical CD oh, sure. in our hand of this album, right? First of all, the memories it would bring back is great, but also it's a nice compilation. I agree. But yeah. I think this would be a, an iTunes. Uh, yeah, I iTunes that. exclusive. Yeah. I also think the, uh, think if you could iTunes. if you could find them those prototype copies yeah, those or are prototype yeah yeah but those sleeves are, right, are those awesome. are out of out of control. Yes, they are. But let's address quickly. We're not. We don't have to do so quickly. But let's talk about about what's not there. For me, the very first thing that um, confused me when I realized what the theme or what the goal was of the Hey Jude album is the big three. I mean, as a Beatle fan and collector, even having 62 to 66 and 67, 70, as a kid who now you had all of the American Beatle albums and you had 62 to 66, Actually, Rain wasn't 70, on. Uh, 62, 66. That's a good point. That there is, okay. but there are others that were not on that. I just thought of that because right. I said before that right. it makes it superfluous. But no, you're right. Okay. So, all right, we take that back. All right, we've rewound that. But, you know, as, as a kid, the, the, looking at it, the things that I realized, and I said, well, where the hell is I'm Down, The Inner Light? And, okay, granted, this had not been released yet, but as a kid, again, I always thought this came out after Let It Be. So where was You Know My Name, Look Up My Number? But... Let's just go with the first two. Where is Inner Light and I'm Down? Right. Because those would have been talking about things not on a Capitol album. you got to wonder if Klein's people were so narrow-minded or narrow-sighted that the only thing they looked at were the U.K. albums and the A-sides well, I think and didn't even stop I'm not to, sure about I'm Down, but the Inner Light, if you're going to have Lady Madonna, you know, the Inner Light's the B-side. Exactly. So. Well, that's a given. I mean, that yeah. should have been a given. Right. I can, I can I see that. I understand why it's I can't not. see. I'm Down, maybe not. I can understand why it wasn't chosen. But that, that so much been, of a rocker? <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, why would it not no, be chosen? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 it's a B-side that was never on it's anything. It's a B-side. It's a Lennon McCartney original. And it's not a room cover. on this. Not Larry Williams. No, you know. No, so, I, those three songs would be probably, uh, yeah, and you could fit it on this record. And think easy. about it. You put any one of those, let's just say you put I'm Down, okay, and you put it chronologically. So you put it right after I Should Have Known Better? Wow. Wait, wait, wait. Now, Lady Madonna is your side closer. Now you could put Revolution after Hey Jude. Right. Yeah, you move it around, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. That's true. But yeah, maybe you're right. But then, then, you light, have, then you have thir- how many songs? Then you have 13 songs. You know, Apple, Capital never did 13 no, songs. No, of course, of course. So. And again, omissions when it comes to maybe Klein was holding it off for another compilation, whatever. Missing from the album the early Beatles were still, for me to you, misery right. and there's a place. So unless you had your VJ copy, which let's face it, for any Beatle collector – the thing had been cut out, and you can get it in a dollar ninety nine bin yes. anywhere. Yep. So, you know, really, and everyone Shilibdik. had it. And you had Shilibdik, right? 
The she Germans, does. she loves you. That's right. Yeah, you're right. And so pretty weird. You you had stuff that was definitely had, come give me a dime a hand on something new. Randomly on something new. Well, not randomly. I well, mean, it was not around randomly, here. It was but at you the know time. what. Why they didn't put Silibdik on that is just unbelievable. It should have been on something new as well. Yes. I don't yes. know why they left yeah. it off. You put one German song but not the other? I'd, I'd love to check. that. I don't have the dates in front of me, but maybe something new was coming out a little bit earlier, and Silibdik maybe was released by Swan, remember? Then they had to sue him. So that maybe the, uh, yeah. the date. I don't have the dates in front of me on that. Right. So that, I, that's right. what I would think. Cause that's true. There was a lawsuit. was not on any other label. Right, and... Silbitik was on Swan, and then Capital said, "Well, hold it, you, you know that's a different recording. You can't just do that." Oh, what do you mean? It's she and loves she you. She loves German. you. It's just German, right? Oh no, it's not. Yeah, really. So maybe, uh, maybe they were in the middle of that. That's lawsuit. a good point too. I mean, because again, "Come Give Me Dana Han" was not on any single. Right. Yeah. By anybody else. And those had been, at that point, really were kind of trivialized by the Beatles. as These were one-off things that we For did. For the German market. They weren't even really respected as part of the catalog at all. Probably if you'd asked Paul McCartney, he probably wouldn't have even been able to tell you at the time that Come Give Me Thine a Hand was on a U.S. album. He'd probably no. been like, what? You know, they did. Well, it didn't make a you British know. record until the British uh, Beatles rarities. Right. And it was considered, quote, a rarity. Yeah. It wasn't even... So um, and it's odd because think about it now, on the American rarities, what's on there? See, Lieb did. Yeah, that's not true. come give me down a hand. Yeah, well, yeah, right. It's on something. Well, because you're still you got to right. Something new is still a record out there. Exactly. Time, so. True. At that time, right? The American capital was still, rarity the catalog was still yeah. was still the, the the catalog had not been unified if, yet. If you so, if you get the British rarities, they really paced that album really well. So they put the two German songs next to each other. Yes. yes. Yeah, because at the, in, in the U.K., it really was still a rarity. It was a yeah, non-album was, track. Yeah, well, the, and the, in Germany, you know, the regular She Loves You and I Want to Hold Your Hand were rarities. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well, um, Actually, we, it's West Germany, damn it. We were, Cold War was at the time. I'm so sorry. So do we want to go ahead and actually rate this as an album? I mean, is it— Well, is we're not going to rate the song. I, I, think, I think we should rate this more as a memory. I think that's that, a good idea. I think that, to me, that works a little better because— how can you knock the music? But I, I, the way we remember it. Yeah. I mean, I think well, it might all be right. A well, way. we probably have already gotten our answer to that in a way. Yeah. But let's yeah. let's go around the room and write the record. This is the we're talking about the cast of Fab Four Free for All. Looking at the album, Hey Jude slash The Beatles again. Who the hell is that? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm not uh, going there. Just walked in, but it's an AM DJ. It's an AM DJ. So Mitch Axelrod. I have very very fond memories of this album. Again, brings back my childhood, brings back my family sitting at the table. And actually, this was just a few before my parents got divorced. They got divorced in July of 1970. Mm. So this is probably my last memory of all of us sitting at the dinner table. That's probably when my mother said to my father, go out and get it because she wanted them out. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I say that in jest. Get Come on. Go buy it. Be go. Go, go buy it. it. Get out. No, but I'm sure, you know, I mean, in my eyes, I'm sure there was a lot going on behind the scenes that I don't know about. But as far as I'm concerned, it was the last really cool memory of, of my family sitting around the dinner table. Typical reading the newspaper. I saw the Beatles over my father's shoulder. and said, I want that. Brat kid I was at eight. And my mother said, go get it. And they did. So I have very fond memories of the album. I wish it was on CD. I know it doesn't mean much on CD, but I'd like to have it. So I, I really enjoy this album. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think uh, to me it's a memory of a look of the Beatles, you know, as, yes. uh, uh, when they were long-haired, really long-haired, really, if you think about it. Yeah. 
And just to me as a kid, this this is out of all the Beatle records I saw before becoming a fan, this one stands out in my mind. Um, being at my yeah. cousin's house, you know, at several cousins. Yeah, everybody had this. Yeah, it seemingly they, it's, it's, everybody's cousin had this. It's, it's really funny no, you no, say I'm that because they had pepper in this one. Yeah. I wonder how this sold. I don't uh-huh. remember. Uh-huh. Well, they had the gold. St- they they put it on the album, the gold. That's right, thing. the RIAA. Right? But but I don't think I'm, it was ever certified. Well, I think it was. It was certified, I think, in March. I think it's all pretty fast. But they never changed it. Not went like number it went to, two in Billboard, though. It never. Like, they never put platinum on there or something. You know? No, right. no, that wasn't. Well, platinum wasn't until like seventy six. Okay, okay. That's why. But I don't think they gave platinum until like seventy six. So I, I think to me it stands out f- for that way as much as the music, of course. But to me, it's you know the first thing I remember about a Beatles, the Beatles at all, really. That's right. in the Yellow Submarine, but I didn't even saw the movie. I just remember it in the classroom, right. people singing it. Right. Hmm. So I think for that, to me, that's the way I remember. It's interesting that I love the cover where they all look kind of bored. Yeah. But is that Ringo's hat on the on the uh, yes. statue? On the statue. That's a funny thing. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> goofy. That's kind of you know, they all look like okay. What are we doing here? You know, please can we go home? Well, it's our <laughs> last photo shoot. Don't worry. Well, yeah. I don't think they knew <laughs> that. Linda, take it. <laughs> Did Linda take those no, shots? Uh, no, Ethan Russell took. Yeah, yeah. who yeah. took uh, the Let It Be, Get Back, Let It Be. The, yeah, so. the uh, the album cover. So, so anyway, that's my memory of it. And I already, well, I already gave mine. Like I said, for me, it was hanging out in the bedroom with the girl next door oh. and just listening to this album, you know, repeatedly. Hey, you want to hear um, Beatles again? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we would whatever we would. You Eleven. We were trying again? to think. Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, you maybe 11? if we sit here long enough, you know. You were 11 once? I was 11 once, believe it or not. Wow. But, um, but yeah, no, this this album holds holds good memories for me. And I Should Have Known Better was one of my favorite Beatle oh, tracks. me too. You know, of all time. And I my copy Still of, is. you know, my, my copy of Hard Day's Night was beat to hell, my UA copy of Hard Day's Night. And my Should Have Known Better had a skip in it. So this was the only version of I Should Have Known Better that didn't have a skip in it. And so, it was in stereo. And it was in stereo, more or less. But mm. More know, or less. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right. I don't think we'll do a number. We no, don't need to. I mean, no, we don't need to. Don't but need that's, to num- that's a, a bit of a review and sort of a, a look at a, a an quirky, overview. an overview, a quirky. And, and memory, I think. It's, yeah. I think, you know, yeah. We all have memories of albums, but this one, I think, for all of us has, has some kind of yeah. outside of music. So if the Hey Jude album has some kind of memory for you, or if you want to comment on this episode or any of the episodes that we've done, uh, come and visit us on our website at uh, www.fabforfreeforall.com. Send us an email or visit us on Facebook, on our Facebook page, and uh, send a post up of what you think of this or any of the episodes. But um, that's it for us for the Hey Jude slash Beatles Again compilation. Put together by Mr. Klein in and early Steckler. Mr. 19- Steckler. Mr. Steckler. I want money. Let's and put out a Beatles record. In early 1970. And that leads us to another, another show. show. So for Fab Four Free For All has been your moderator, Tony Chiguardo, joined as always by my good friend, Mr. Mitch Axelrod. And Mr. Rob Leonard. And Mr. Ed. And Mr. Hi, Mr. Ed. All right. We'll see y'all soon. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly 
by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. This is going to be a short show. Yeah, yeah, shorter than the last one. That sure will. Because we're not going to sit there and, and talk about every song. No, no. This is more we... of a release than, See. you know. Than okay. What, what can you hear me? Ready? Papa, can you hear me? Nice. <laughs> and in China, Papa. it's Oriental. Papa, right. can right. you hear me? All right. Okay. I'll do the... Uh... So. I'll pull your mic a little bit closer to you. Okay. Not pull it out this way. Like, just... No. In other words, just pull it directly... There you go. Straight. Forward. Oh my God! You just a little looked bit. like you were cupping a <laughs> and then went like that. <laughs> nice. You went like that and up, then went up a little bit. Can you raise then, that a little? And then bring no, raise, it into my little, face. Raise it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Raise it. Let a me little use bit. my other hand here to Seriously, help you out. Seriously, <laughs> raise it a little bit. Yeah. My bunny. Okay. How's that? Ra- raise it a bit. Raise my the whole bunny. thing a bit. Good. My bunny. Ouch. My bunny. <laughs> <laughs>